This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, disembodied hot girl voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I am Robert, as always. Uh, well, once, once again. Thank, thankfully. You know, sometimes you like to think we're doing some good work in, in the world. We actually have a guest that's doing a lot of good stuff right now. Uh, Dylan, why don't, you, uh, why don't you say hi to our listening populace? Yeah, yeah. thanks Thanks for having, having me. Um, so I make a video series where I help cancer patients, and it's been a lot of fun. Now, people may ask, okay, so here's a guy, he does videos, cancer patients. How is that nerdy? Well, one of the cool things about the, thing that you, the things that you do with, for these patients is pretty much anything they want, but you video you guys doing it. Is that how that works? Yeah, so it kind of breaks down to um, we find out people who are in a terminal, or not always terminal, but in a situation where they're greatly affected by cancer, and we reach out to them uh, generally through the internet and say, hey, you know, you've been through things that people like myself can't possibly imagine. What are some of the things that you want to experience? And then we help them come up with that list. It is a bucket list, but not in the typical terminal sense, um, more so. Let's do these opportunities. Let's have some fun since you've been through, through some hard stuff. Um, and then we kind of take those and we say, okay, how can we use the power of the internet to make those possible? So in the case of like you were mentioning, um, one of the people we're helping, she wants to meet a Marvel actor, uh, as I'm sure many of us do. But she in particular, she wanted to experience that because she spent so much time in the hospital and those movies were an escape for her. So these people, Robert Downey Jr., etc., um, you know, they helped her get out of that hospital room. And so that was really important for her. She added that to her bucket list. And um, we just have been trying to figure out ways to get their attention. And the things that you were talking about is when we watched every single movie from Iron Man to Infinity War in one 48-hour live stream <laughs> is, is how we, um, I guess, we're, we're in the nerd realm <laughs> in that particular instance. <laughs> well, and it's very nerdy to want to, to – I mean when it comes down to when we talk about nerd stuff, we talk about being passionate about you know doing right. something that means something. And this is like the ultimate thing that you're not even just – I mean obviously it's a passion project for you, but it's also a passion project for the people you're helping. You know, and it's something that they really want to do. Marvel characters and etc. Aside, I mean, you have things on here. You know, like start a viral hashtag, wash a walk a fashion runway. I mean, just right. all kinds of stuff all over the board. How many people at once do you usually try and help? Do you kind of keep it small to a small group, or are you looking to expand that? We help kind of people that we think have a story that we can tell in an interesting way. Um, we really think that I, I was talking to you before we started, but the really important thing to me is being able to, I, I was a nerd growing up, especially in the PC gaming, uh, YouTube sort of realm of the internet. That was really important to me. And so I want to create a place where we can use that for good and not in like a stereotypical good kind of way, but we can really learn a lot about each other and use that as a way to lift each other up. And in our case, we just happen to help cancer patients. Um, but I think our general message doesn't need to apply to that area. But um, right now we're helping two and a half different people. Um, <laughs> we're, we're really in the midst of helping two and we're in the planning stage of helping a third. Um, all of them have gone through stage four cancer and are in different phases of that recovery process. So you bring up a, a, a very important point, I think, with all of this. I mean, obviously the helping of the cancer patients is a great 
place to start, and that's, yeah. that sounds like something you guys will continue doing. But you talk about the positive and original purpose of a lot of these media sites. Um, PC gaming is one inf- uh, instance where you kind of go into that community, that online community of gaming world. But YouTube, I mean, the change from what that was originally, right. I mean, you must have seen a lot of that happen. How has that looked to you, that change of what it came from to what it is now? I think generally people that are nerdy like me in in that realm, uh, I think they generally have a pretty negative outlook on it. And they think that, um, I mean, if you look at the big people like PewDiePie and in a way, you know, some people might say like they're being censored or they aren't able to be them true selves. I don't think I have that negative perception. I think it's still as beautiful as it ever was. I think that, um, you know, there's a whole like problem with advertising and things like that. But I think there's, so many people that now that money is involved, they're suddenly able to really express the things that they've probably had bottled in, if that makes sense. It's it's much more of, um, it, it's no longer really like the starving artist situation. It's It's more of, you can, if you have something important to say, YouTube is like a reasonable place where you might be able to get that out in a really incredible way, if that makes some sense. <laughs> no, and that's, that's, yeah, that's a perfect way of, of expressing and saying that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So when you're talking about story, like being able to tell this in a story format, so you're doing the filming as it happens. So there's probably an editing process if, if, with this. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. And is it just you doing it or are you involving <laughs> the team? Or? Yeah, um, so – that's that's something that's actually a surprising, I guess, like underlying aspect of, of what we're doing. Um, we're very candid with our experience in this. Um, we started off as, as three childhood friends who uh, two of us were trying to help the third experience his bucket list when he was given um, a one-year diagnosis. And very much an organic thing. And we never wanted to lose that charm. We always wanted to be honest with people. In his situation, uh, we were very honest with, hey, we just went um, and did voice acting for League of Legends. But don't forget, guys, like this is still about cancer. And that has kind of continued. Um, so one of the things we've had to be honest with recently is the fact that um, while it has started as three of us, it dwindled down to two. And actually recently, due to um, largely financial reasons, it's come down to uh, just myself and and working on all this. And it's kind of an interesting creative thread um, where a lot of people, they might see us, uh, what we're doing in passing. Uh, For example, we have a a video of us helping um, Lexi, one of the cancer patients, meet a cheetah. And that has millions of views across the internet. But a lot of people don't realize that what we had to do was like visit this cheetah place and learn about a bunch of cheetahs and do all these things to make it possible. And one of the things that we try and convey is, I guess, sort of like that background behind the scenes things. And um, all that is to say, it, it is just me. And that's something that's actually been really challenging recently. Because I have a lot of what I consider big ideas, and and it's been really challenging to, um, I guess, try and execute them. And and it, it it's kind of about you know how me right now, like I, I lost not death wise, but I've been working on this thing with two of my friends, and now they they can't work on it anymore, and I'm kind of alone in it. But yet, it's super important to me, and it's kind of this interesting thing of you know communicating that we all have our problems, but yet if we take some time to look at that person across the street and, and give them a smile, or in our case, help them meet a cheetah, <laughs> it, it kind of yeah. lifts everybody up in a way. Um, so it's really complicated, but I, I guess to <laughs> more directly answer your question, yeah, 
it's me. Um, I do the event planning. I do the filming. I do the editing. Um, very much overwhelmed. <laughs> that is a lot because you usually could use a team to take care of all of that stuff. I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man, I have the hardest time just getting this guy here to just do <laughs> this stuff. Look at this, Robert. You need to take take some notes here. Yeah, I know. So so tell me because, yeah, you are doing all of it. Hmm. I mean do you have – I mean not to be nosy or anything, but sure. do you have like a, a regular job too that you're also you know, just to keep food on the table kind of thing? Or have you found a yeah. way to kind of make this monetized for yourself? So we are extremely fortunate and not even saying that is selling it short, but we are very, very, very fortunate to have uh, an incredible community of people that support us monthly. Um, we have like an on-site subscription. And so people, um, there's a couple people from the Czech Republic across the country, across the world that are helping us uh, monthly. And I say us, <laughs> I'm still stuck in the habit of saying us, but really now they're um, contributing to my dream. And, um, and that helps a lot. That definitely makes it to where we can uh, make the content on a month to month basis. Um, as far as myself, I've just been doing uh, freelance web design to, to stay afloat. Wow. <laughs> so kind of, kind of. But essentially, this is my full-time job. Wow, and that's that's really cool, and that's and that's a that's a dream for a lot of people is to be able to take a passion and turn it into something that they can actually make a living at. I mean, that's right. a great thing for you as well, on top of everything else you're doing. So, yeah. let me let, let me nerd out here for a second. Talk to me sure. about your equipment. What are you using? What are you videoing with? What are you editing with? How are you getting yeah. the efficiency out of it just being you? Right. Um, so I guess on like the pre-production side, I use a lot of Google Keep and Google Drive just to kind of – Google Keep is for like casual, just my ideas. And then Google Drive is for me to keep track of what still needs to happen on like a way more particular note. Um, on the production side, we have two uh, lavalier microphones. I couldn't even tell you what brand they are. We have one shotgun mic, um, and we primarily shoot on a Canon 80D. Oh, nice. And, and that's pretty much um, – that's pretty much it is like typically what we use. Uh, maybe some GoPros here and there. I got a drone for my birthday, which is has yet to be really be utilized, but it's a lot of fun and I'm waiting <laughs> waiting for an opportunity to break it out yeah, for that's the sake not, of these videos. And it does have – I'm assuming it's a drone with video? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Then you definitely will find an opportunity. I can imagine with yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing. It's real nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. That's a cool addition. So it it's and then and this is a good point because a lot of people out there that we talk to that we have are we talk to a lot of young young people our age, a little bit younger than us, who are trying to get out there and do stuff like this right. or be creative. And they're like, "Well, I need all this equipment." I mean, hell, we've gone through it, right, Ernie? I mean, we've gone through the what equipment should we get? What do we have to buy? What do we have to save up for? And what mics should we right. be using? And all this stuff. And you, you kind of, you're kind of showing because you guys have. I'm, I mean, you guys again. I know you get stuck in it, but you. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the videos are really d nice quality because I watch a couple of them, and you know they're touching and they're funny and they're just you know yeah okay the audio is not perfect but it's real. Yeah. It's it's out there and you're doing stuff with these people, uh, and that's what really makes it so cool. And you know it it makes it being genuine in this environment is so difficult that it's hard to realize or figure out what's what makes people genuine and what makes them just someone trying to make money. Right. You know? Yeah. I think, I think from our perspective, um, a couple of times we've gotten responses where we're too genuine, where we're too honest with people and our audience has been getting, um, honestly like exhausted of it because 
we're, we're in a really crazy situation where when we were helping our friend experience his bucket list, we were extremely fortunate to have um, virality on our side. I mean, that story of us helping our friend, um, particularly uh, I had dropped out of college to start helping him, and that headline was huge. Um, I did the math a couple months ago, and it has over 100 million views across the internet. And so wow. we we are essentially a one-hit wonder in a sense because we started helping him and when our community uh, long story short number four on our friend bucket list was to break a world record and we actually broke the world record through um, a hashtag challenge called lemons for leukemia we broke a world record for the most bone marrow donor signups so over eleven thousand people signed up to donate their organs because they saw our poorly made youtube videos and um and one of those people was actually a donor for our friend and saved his life so we started helping people because we had experienced this incredible amount of support this mind-blowing amount of support and we we didn't feel like we deserved it so we wanted to help others and um and we've realized that it's been really really hard we don't have the same support and so we've been really like honest with people where, you know, we might set up an opportunity. A good one is a couple months ago, um, we were uh, helping Lexi cross off, visit a children's hospital from her bucket list. And in my mind, you know, we reached out to a children's hospital and we agreed to a time. It seemed like it was ready to go. But the day before we were supposed to go, we were calling and checking in just saying, hey, is this time still good? And they uh, basically stopped responding um, to a couple like phone calls and emails, uh, essentially ghosted us, which was shocking to me because we were just trying to help, you know. And um, so we had a section in that particular video where we showed that failure and we showed the fact that that made us very, very upset. And we showed the fact that I screamed in my car because I was so frustrated because I was looking forward to, you know, visiting these kids um, and, and things like that, that I, I think we're, we're really honest about, but sometimes like it's just been really hard if that makes sense. Um, but that video was awesome because we actually, we ended up, we were in San Jose, um, California when the location where we were supposed to visit the children's hospital and because it got canceled, we had to figure something else out. So we went to, um, a donut store and we went to target and we made a sign that said free hugs and we handed out free donuts at a college and it was awesome. I mean, that's one of those things you see all the time on the internet. We never really had the guts to try it, but in that situation, we kind of forced ourselves and, um, it was really, really incredible that story because, um, at the beginning of the day, some guy came up to us. He took a donut and said, hey, thanks. I don't want a hug, but uh, thanks for the donut. And he skateboarded off. Um, and then at the end of the day, he came back and he walked up to us and said, hey, you know, guys, I actually really want that hug. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And after the hug, he, he stepped back and told us that the day prior, his wife had left him. And so he was uh, a new divorcee <laughs> or whatever it's called. And um, And then he started crying. And it was this crazy experience of... Like we were supposed to visit a children's hospital that fell through and we were so frustrated, but we were kind of in this sort of like, we were upset, but at the same time we kept our head up. And because of that, we were able to like hopefully impact that guy's life when he really needed it. And it's just, it's really weird. Um, I guess talk, talking on the fact of organic, it's just kind of this mentality of like, I don't know why we keep going and I wish we had like this really clear message of positivity, but we just kind of do keep going and it has led to some really cool things, but it's also led to some really difficult things, you know?
That's that's impressive. It's, it's yeah, well, that, that's <laughs> man. I'm almost tearing up over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It, it was a crazy experience. That yeah, that's one of our highlights for sure. <laughs> so so when you look at, I don't know how much time you have with all this stuff, but do you yeah. ever sit back and like look at like maybe some other videos that are kind of similar to what you're doing? You're kind of like, mm, this looks like this is like staged for. For right. a, a specific moment, do do you have right. a keen sense now, or is it just like you said? Is it just like everything's organic? I so one like I guess inspiration in particular for me is Yes Theory. My problem with Yes Theory, I think they're incredible and they've done really awesome things. My concern with Yes Theory is I'm not like the, I don't. Have you guys seen Yes Theory? I have not. Not not in a long time. I haven't. Okay, I'll, they've been around for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're hugely popular. They're they have tons of attention on YouTube. But they're these four guys, these group of guys, and they do really positive things. One of their most famous videos is throwing a dart at a map, and then they fly to that location and they vi- and they go on vacation to wherever the dart lands on the map. So they're very spontaneous and outgoing, and they have this. Um, they they definitely generate like uh, candidness, and they're incredible, but. I'm a nerd, and I'm not the type of person that throws a dartboard at a map and goes visiting, and I'm not the type of person who, you know, walks up to a stranger and interacts with them. And so they're a really big inspiration as far as, like, people doing good in a genuine way, but at the same time, they're not like me. And so it's – whenever I watch their videos, I, in a sense, kind of feel uncomfortable because it seems like they're they're way overly positive than anyone I've ever met. And so I think we're, we're more candid in that way if that makes sense. Like we, we're, we're still nerds and we're always awkward in our videos, but like we're, we're trying our best, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but as far as like other people, they always stand out as something that is like uh, similar vein. No, no, it did answer my question. Yeah. Cause it, cause you know, I, I, you know, you get the little vignettes, you know, the little quick little blurbs, mm-hmm. you know, people just like, you know, like you said, going to a children's hospital dressed as Batman, and he's just right. going room to room to room to room. And uh, turns out this guy's like the biggest; he has the largest Batman collection in like the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> right. You know, so it's kind of like it makes you think: like, is this like is he doing this for the photo op, or is he doing this just genuinely to be a good person? Right. Yeah, and we get that negative. I mean, we're very fortunate the typical YouTube comments don't usually get to us. Like we don't have the really horrible things, but one of the common negative feedbacks we get is like, why are you guys filming this? You know, like, why can't you just be a good person without filming it? And we're like, in our mind, that's like the whole point of what we're saying is that like, we want to show the process of doing these things. And ideally we show that like, if we, you know, us behind the camera, you watching the video, we can all kind of work on these things together and be a part of these things together. And it's not really like a, Oh, look at us. We're such good people, but rather you guys are a part of this. When we ask you to tweet something and you retweet it, that helps us meet a famous person that helps us achieve these things for these people that are dying. And yeah, I mean, it is, that's definitely like a weird angle. I always feel weird. I I feel so insecure about the camera way frequently than I should. But it's really weird pointing a camera at someone who's going through a really intimate moment. But at the same time, like, that's something that people should see, you know? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, if you turn on the news, 
like I think to uh, not to like put too much date on this and everything because mm-hmm. hopefully we launch these podcasts later in the week. Right. Like today, there's a shooting in El Paso. Right. And like so many people heard, like we get enough negativity as it is, and just to get like one good thing on the internet. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and even and even bigger than that too, Ernie. If you think about it, it. it you want to do good, but you also want to show others how they can also do good. And if you yeah. are looking at behind the scenes at what you guys are doing and you're being genuine and you're being awkward, yeah, you're filming some intimate moments, but you're kind of showing that this is what it really could be like for anybody to pick up a camera or just to do it without the camera, of course, too. Right. But they can, you can really take the help that you can give people to the next level yeah, more than just being out there, and that's and that's kind of the funny thing of it because we talk a lot of times about movies and TV and, and other things like that. When we talk to people in real life, we kind of talk, you know, when you're when you're a nerd and you're awkward and you have all these hangups in your personal life, and you get to go out there and share, whether it's just a simple act of going to a con or actually like what you guys are doing and helping people and able to connect mm-hmm. and say, oh, you like that, I like that too, and you have that connection, you kind of start building right. yeah. these mini communities. That's really what it's about, and you know, kind of inviting people into this community of yours is is probably, and you can you can you can tell me I'm wrong, but I think would be one of the more rewarding aspects of what you guys are doing or what you're doing. Yeah, it's funny you say that actually, because right now me right now behind me I have 25 Nintendo Switches and five Xbox Ones and five PS4s, um, which is for an upcoming video. Actually, um, a couple months ago when um, the my friend who was working on this with me, Clay, when he decided that he can't work on it anymore, um, I made like a, a very, very, very honest video where I, I like literally ran away from my house and I went up to this cabin in the middle of nowhere. And like I was – it was pretty brutal to me. It was very emotional to me. And a lot of people, they responded with like how much it affected them. And I was I was brutally honest. You know, like I feel alone and I feel scared, but like at the same time – I know that this community, I know that the people watching this at home, I know how passionate they are and together, like we can do really incredible things. And so with that video, we basically, or I basically announced like a hiatus and said like, guys, I'm really sad right now. Okay. But I know that we can do something incredible. I'm going to take that concept. I'm going to think about it and come back with a bang. And so the bang that I plan on coming back with uses those video game consoles and um so i actually i I run another nonprofit where um i take virtual reality vr headsets to children's hospitals and so i've been super lucky to have visited dozens hundreds of children's hospitals which is an incredible experience like you can feel yourself changing someone's life and that's something that i want to communicate with people so we went to gamestop um, we called, we had to like set up this whole bulk, bulk purchase thing and we created, um, the video is going to be who can create the most smiles with $10,000, uh, a challenge. And we're going to challenge our audience from across the country to, um, send me an email name, phone number, address, and I'm going to coordinate a visit with their local children's hospital. And I'm going to show up with a time, a day and the resources to make a donation and, you know, our YouTube viewers, they just got to show up and together, hopefully we will visit a children's hospital together and we will donate all these Nintendo switches and Xboxes and stuff together because a lot of people, they don't have the money or they never would have considered, or they don't know how to get started with something as, um, 
impactful as visiting a children's hospital and going along with what you said, maybe I can give them that opportunity. And as a community, one list, one life, maybe, you know, my video of me going into GameStop and making a donation to a hospital, they realize that it is possible and they now have the resources to experience something as like beautiful as, as those moments. <laughs> wow. Very complicated. No, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I'm going to say the best part of it isn't even the donation. I mean, then that's great and you're making people smile, but you're inviting people to come with you to help you experience it. I mean, you want to talk about creating a generation of people who are going to want to be helping others and support charities. It's like you don't have to do anything but show up. Come right. join us. Is yeah. we give people these smiles that you can experience it, and, you're, and they're going to walk away from it being like, "I want more. I want to do this more. I want to create my own foundation. I want to create my own group, my own community, my own support network, whatever it is." Right. And that's the real long-term reward of what you're doing here, which is I'm. That floors me. That's like it takes a very unique spirit to be able to come up with that concept and then really <laughs> uh, no i'm not even like brown yeah. over here i'm like i'm just like in shock <laughs> how much you put effort you've really put into this so, so when, i come up with silly ideas oh, all the time <laughs> the, the silliest ideas are going to be fantastic in this case sure so when do you come back come back from oh the first video yeah 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 that's an excellent question. Um, so I filmed that, the first half of that video a couple weeks ago, and then this week, starting Monday, um, I'm flying Lexi back into our town, and we are crossing off um, four of her bucket list items. She lives in Ohio. I live in California, so we fly her out here and batch them together. Um, we are day number one, surprising her with um, being on a billboard, one of the things on her bucket list. We got 10 billboards across our city <laughs> with her and my face on it, which is ridiculous. Um, day two, she wanted to pay for someone else's meal. And I decided like that wasn't cool enough. We could do better than that. So I'm partnering with a local um, coffee shop, a drive through coffee shop to try and create the world's longest pay it forward chain. So we're, we're kind of cheating a little bit. We're going to go um, the first morning pay for the person behind us. And we're also going to put like 400 bucks on a gift card so that if someone says, no, I don't want to pay for the next person behind me in line, our gift card is going to cover it. So it's kind of cheating, but hopefully people don't say no. Um, and that's like another example of trying to go big is she wanted to pay for one person's meal. And I'm like, Hey, why don't we pay, you know, why don't we inspire a thousand people to pay for each other's meals? Um, so that's going to be really cool. Um, you mentioned the fashion show. Day three, I am now the director and producer of a fashion show, which is still blowing my mind. Um, I have, I'm not a fashionista, but I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm stressed about that one. <laughs> but but uh, that's coming up. And then um, so that Thursday, day four, we are actually visiting – the children's hospital and regarding the um, sort of the, the whole video I just explained the $10,000 challenge first half of the video is me going out to buy these consoles just to kind of get people hyped and explain what the challenge is. Part two was going to be me showing what a hospital donation looks like. So they, they, I, I guess are more in court encouraged to email me and they're like not afraid of the process. Um, but Lexi wants to visit a children's hospital. So in that video, I'm going to suddenly surprise everybody with Lexi. Lexi and I are going to go visit um, this hospital. We're going to donate a couple things to the hospital. And then we're also visiting this one boy in particular. Um, 
who um, he has a very specific condition. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but he um, he has some physical disabilities because of it. Actually, it's not even a hospital. It's an end of life care. Um, so it's going to be very intimate and, and uh, really an intense situation. But um, all that is to say, we're fi- a whole bunch of stuff is being filmed literally starting in two days. And once I get that filmed, uh, I'm going to figure out when we get to come back and um, like what's a good beat to come back on and, and how you know one video might end up stronger than the other one. And, and I really just want to uh, – there's some central things that I really want to communicate, and I just don't know exactly what the content looks like yet. So I don't know when it's coming back, but I know that I want to come back with a bang, and I want to communicate some things that I've, I haven't communicated before that hopefully – they come out soon. <laughs> wow. You, you've got a lot going on. Now, I know Ernie has a it's question. It's madness. It's absolutely insane. I know sure. Ernie has a quick question here, but before he does, I do want to just do one quick thing. Uh, I want to get a quick sponsorship break in here and take a quick commercial break, if you will, because we have so much more to talk about. This could last for hours, but we want to at least get the cru- crucial stuff for you out. And, and it's you're absolutely amazing. I'm bumbling over myself and my love for you what you're doing here (laughs) thank you (laughs) but before we go back into more of this amazing story um i do want to thank our our sponsors uh podcoin for giving us the extra listens um every week and every month that let us spread our word out there and have people like this come on and be able to share their message with a broader audience as well and of course anchor fm who is constantly supporting us by actually letting us Put our content on the internet and be out there for all of our great listeners to listen to. So we're going to take a quick commercial break for that. And when we come back, uh, Ernie's going to be asking a lot more questions of Dylan about what he has planned next. Seamless transition. All right. And we return in our glory. Ernie, oh my goodness, question time. Yo, man, I'm still trying to. I'm. It's like watching a whole bunch of those old Subaru commercials, man. I'm like tearing up over here. <laughs> so, uh, has there? You know, you've you've had all these experiences. You've met so many people through this. Has like, uh, and you know, the the kids specifically at the children's hospital. Have you had any interactions with like the parents of the of the children that are sick? Have have they come to you and like expressed like? their story or how they yeah. felt about this? Yeah. So when we started helping Talon, it was a really interesting experience because Talon is one of the few people that's more shy than I am. And so even like before the camera was even involved and we were spending time with him, he was a very quiet person and we didn't get to learn a lot from him. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking to his mom because he's, I think he's a, a sophomore in high school. So he's kind of young and, and still, you know, very close to his mom. And, she not necessarily talked on his behalf, but she told her perspective. And like the, the announcement video where we said, hey, we're helping Talon was her narrative and not his. And it was interesting for us because one of the things that we try and convey is like the perspectives. You know, a lot of people, they see a cancer patient and they say, oh, that poor cancer patient or, oh, wow, that person's so strong. But there's a huge network of people around, you know, orbiting around that person that makes other incredible things possible and keeps it going. And um, it was really interesting to be able to see her perspective and the stories that she had where, you know, for Talon, one of the most memorable moments might've been um, getting his make-a-wish. Whereas for her, one of her most memorable moments was him entering remission and going back to high school for the first time. And so it's, 
it's yes, we've definitely talked to um, like the people around the the patients, and it's it's always a dramatically different experience, and it's it's really interesting to to hear about and in in our situation, be you know, or at least attempt to communicate it to people. And that's such a hard thing to do is to really kind of get where people could understand the, the, the network behind these patients. It's more than just the patient. As you said, it's, it's really getting that whole perspective and you almost feel, and I, I got to mention as, as kind of a, you, you're basically a filmmaker, let's not fool ourselves here. You want to get as wide of a view of that network behind the, 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 the patient as possible. Do you ever get frustrated? You're like, I want to give, more of that view and i just there's just not enough time in a day or time in a a session to do that uh kind of i get frustrated because i i feel like what what we're doing and like the fact that i'm reading a book on how to run a fashion show i think that the things that happen behind the scenes like i think they really clearly articulate the fact that I, if, if i'm going talent is like a relative stranger to me but if i'm willing to go through these lengths to give them a good time imagine like what their parents are going through and so i very rarely do i get frustrated that like i don't get the opportunity to share the perspective of like the mom or the brother or the sister but rather like the perspective of me i i've been talking to some people locally about how like i I think it sounds really selfish and i hate saying it but i really think that like i i wish people understood like how hard it is to help these people, but at the same time, how re- rewarding it is. Like one thing that it took me a while to, to tell to our audience, but like I not recently at this point, but late last year, like I was hospitalized because I lost my vision because of high blood pressure, which is ridiculous. And I should have quit and I should probably stop doing this, but I've seen these smiles, you know, and it's like, I'm working. I, I wish I can communicate a little bit better. Um, like I work really hard, but also it's so, so, so rewarding. And we're kind of in this unfortunate situation where the rewards, I'm having a hard time, hard time communicating them because, uh, you know, most of the time it's, it's just me with the camera or my sweetheart of a girlfriend holding the camera. <laughs> she has no interest in filmmaking, but she does it because she cares about me. And, um, but it's hard to really capture like the depth of these moments. You know, the, the fact that we, for example, we when we took Lexi to see that cheetah, incredible experience. But what people never really saw was the fact that that was a detour on our way to Yosemite. And that was a detour on our way to LA. And like there were all these really magical moments where I wish we had like a behind the scenes crew where they saw the fact that like Lexi was sleeping in the cabin before going up to Half Dome. But I was like in the room editing a video and like it's just so interesting, I guess. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but I think that um, – I think that to me, of all the cool stuff we're doing, 50% is, is helping the people. That's incredible. The other 50% is the videos. And I think that um, generally people don't see the emphasis on the videos, but the videos to me are just, I think that's the magic of what we're doing. And, and more specifically of that 50%, I wish that there was more of an opportunity to just show, I guess, like how ridiculous it is in a good way of the fact that, like I said, I'm literally becoming a fashionista for the sake of Lexi. (laughs) It's just, it's really beautiful in a way. Um, It's just, it's intense. It's ridiculous. It's beautiful. It's, and I think all of that, I think that communicates the network. 
I think that communicates the fact that so many people around these people are willing to go through great lengths for them. And I wish that's something that um, we did a better job of. And I guess like using me as like the audience in a way where I'm the person who doesn't understand cancer, but I'm there on behalf of our viewers to understand what's happening and how to get involved. If that makes any sense at all. That was a very deep rant. (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah, that was very strong. Well, thank you. So, so now you probably have a very positive view on technology, social media, especially the change over the last 10 years, whereas it's a popular opinion now. I see more and more that people think that this medium is like tearing the globe apart. What's your stand on that? Uh, I think I respect it. I think that I don't necessarily think it's all good all the time. I was just watching a documentary on Edward Snowden, and that'll really make you afraid of computers, um, just as a very specific example. And I think there's a lot of downsides. Um, You know, there's these people that share a photo of them licking ice cream in a grocery store. That's horrible. There's no reason we should be doing things like that. But it's happening because of social media, and I think it's important to, like, address those problems. I was talking to my girlfriend today about how, like, um, sometimes instinctively when I'm just sitting there, I'll just, like, type in facebook.com and start scrolling and then I catch myself. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Why am I doing this? And you know, there's a whole bunch of like, um, uh, psychological things, how it's affecting us. And I think, so I, I, I try to respect those downsides and not just say like, Oh, it's awesome. But really understand like it has the opportunity to greatly affect our lives in a positive way. But due to the nature of it, it's really dangerous in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it is, and we've had this conversation a couple times in the addictive nature of a lot of it, but such mm-hmm. addictive in a negative way. But if you can get into it like you have and kind of use it to create a positive energy, at least a a real energy of doing something productive, that's kind of where we have to kind of refocus ourselves. And it's that it's that whole herd mentality. I feel sometimes you know everybody's on social media and everybody says X and everybody starts to follow them because of whatever they're saying and it's not always the best message but we can get people to kind of come back and say look this is a creative outlet let's do some really creative things yeah that's really what it's supposed to be i mean that was the original intent anyways yeah and it it's funny that you say that because one of one of the videos i'm working on right now and i i Okay, so I, I <laughs> it's another really complicated backstory, but I, I was on Reddit and I saw this picture, I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, of a Rubik's Cube mural. So instead of like a pixels on a, a, a screen, they use the Rubik's Cube squares to establish an image. Have you seen anything like that? Yeah, I've heard of those. I, I have, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I saw that and it had a bunch of attention and then uh, the one in particular I saw was a, a, a pixel a Rubik's Cube mural of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I ended up seeing that Dwayne the Rock Johnson had reshared this image on his Instagram. And so I was thinking like, okay, this thing went viral enough to get a very famous person's attention. How do we somehow like hack that viralness in a way, which makes me sound way smarter than I am, but <laughs> how could we like reproduce that in a way where I can help these cancer patients meet the famous people that I don't have access to? And so I, uh, I reached out to Rubik's and said, hey, can you guys send me 400 Rubik's Cubes? And they said, uh, maybe. And they asked some questions. They asked how long I would need. And me being the naive 20-year-old that I am, I said, I can make these murals in two weeks. And so they sent them out to me. I got them. 
And I got them um, five days before I was supposed to go to Mexico. So I don't know why I said two weeks. That was a terrible idea. So I, but I, so I had basically five days to make these murals. And I got them out of the box, 400 Rubik's Cubes. I was ready to go. The plan was make a mural of particular famous people that these cancer patients want to meet, put it out there on the internet, and, and sort of phrase it in a way where hopefully it makes their bucket list possible and record the whole thing and make a fun little video around it. And then I took the first Rubik's Cube out of the box, and I immediately realized that I don't know how to do Rubik's Cubes. And it was this really interesting thing of staring at a box of 400 things that just blew my mind. <laughs> and so I, I had to um, call a bunch of friends, and I was like, hey, do you know how to do Rubik's Cubes? Do you want to spend the next five days trying to figure out how to do this? And um, But I guess along your vein of like, it's a creative outlet, and you know, we're all pressing share, and we're all retweeting, and we're all commenting. What if like there was an opportunity to that click or that comment or whatever it is, what if it like could lead to something that was positive and not necessarily like, hey guys, look at this positive thing, but rather, hey, that action you're doing, let's funnel that into doing something super duper duper awesome. And it's a great it's a great mechanism if you can capture that that's like lightning in a bottle right there. If you exactly. can capture yeah. that and really put that into play. I mean the Rubik's idea is crazy. It's a crazy idea, dude, but it <laughs> would be amazing if you could pull it off because I've seen some of those murals. Those are impressive things and you could probably yeah, get a nice. million hits off of that. But can you do it in, t- in a timely fashion? It, you know what you need? You know what you need? And this is just off the top of my head. You need a documentary about you. Like you need to yeah. have that done where it shows this like a week in the life of you and you trying to accomplish all of these things for all these people. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like if you could have that, that would literally give the message you're trying to get out there of what yeah. exactly it is you're trying to do. I mean, hell, the Rubik's Cube is like that's a great idea. That's a great story. I mean – you're trying right. to help these people. You're trying to get them to, do, to to meet the famous person they want. You get the you reach out to Rubik's and said, "I've got two weeks. Let's make something." They're like, "Okay, <laughs> sure." And you get this box, and you're like, "I don't know anything about this." What? And that's just right. drama and emotion, and like, I have a goal and I'm ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking a lot about that, and I've been talking to like real filmmakers, people that have much more skill than I do, and they've been saying like similar thing when I start talking about all the things I talk about. But it's I mean, financing is always hard. But the hard oh, thing yeah. for me is I, I I feel really lame. Like these stories are really cool, but like the reality is when I'm not doing that, I'm kind of just like you know playing games, <laughs> really. <laughs> but um, one thing recently, so I, I've. Of all the videos I explained I'm working on, one other one, um, I don't know where I came up with this idea. I wish it was like a really a really motivational idea, but really it just I was probably taking a shower and thought of it. My birthday is coming up in September. Um, it's my 21st birthday, so there's a whole bunch of like implications of that, I guess. And so I thought it would be interesting if I made a video where like the title was super clickbait, How to Celebrate Your 21st Birthday. But in the video, what I want to do is um, do some like local, unique volunteer opportunities because people, they think of like volunteering and, you know, you can go to like an old folks home, you can um, food shelter, like really typical things. But I thought, what if there's some really cool stuff that I can like showcase in a way? 
as a way to uh, celebrate my birthday. Again, story doesn't make any sense, but I committed to it. And at that point, it's too late <laughs> because I'm already down that track. But um, I reached out to two different organizations here. One of them is uh, they train dogs for uh, like PTSD, veterans, disabled people. One of the examples they gave is they can train a dog to like fetch a beer from the fridge. And I'm actually going to spend a couple hours training one of these dogs which is not many people would ever have that volunteer opportunity, but it's still going to be a fun dynamic of like showing that experience because I'm definitely not a dog trainer. Um, The other one was it's this organization where random people, well, uh, people that are, their identity is proven and vetted obviously, but anybody could bake cakes for uh, like underprivileged, poor, abused kids and so these kids, maybe their birthday or graduation's coming up, they just send a message to this charity. This charity sends a message to their bakers. And in their house, these bakers, they bake cakes for these kids. And I thought that was super awesome. That would be a fun video. I don't know how to bake a cake. That's an interesting dynamic. Let's give it a shot. So I talked to their uh, their manager and I was like, okay, they have um, they had a, a mandatory orientation. And I, I made the mistake of scheduling the mandatory orientation while I was in Mexico for um, a wedding. And I realized I wouldn't be able to make the orientation. But at that point, my mind was set. I was going to bake cakes for these kids. And I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, but what I did was pay my friend to go to the orientation and pretend <laughs> to be me. <laughs> and so he, he went and like, you know, he signed my name and, and, um, I just think I hate when there's like, there's roadblocks to helping people and it's kind of immoral, but at the same time, like I, I, I've, he took notes. I read all the paperwork. I read all the rules. Like I, I'm not going to poison these kids. I know I'm not going to. I just want to do this, and I hated the idea that a mandatory orientation was in my way. So that's like a really good example of like I, I wish I wish there was like a documentary crew on that experience. I would love to have seen me getting a massage in Mexico, which is ridiculous, while my friend is like sitting in this this library meeting room, trying to I don't know how he looked, but I imagine it was ridiculous trying to pretend to be me. And, you know, if they called, Hey, Dylan Hill, are you here? He raised his hand. It seems so funny to me. And that's like a really specific example of like, I would love to, that's something that will probably never make it in a video, but I wish it would have been documented because it's so ridiculous and it's funny. And it's, it's a perfect example of like, just kind of do what you got to do because it's for a good reason. It's it's kind of the ultimate twenty one year old you know rebellious thing. It's like I'm gonna fight the power to do good things. Yeah, I mean that's just and God, I feel old right now too because you're like half our ages, like literally, and that's and you're doing so many cool things and you're just getting started. I mean, how long have you been running this all told? Because now that I know your age, that's what's stuck in my mind. How long have you been doing this? When did you guys start this project? Um, so I started the virtual reality charity in high school and I was written. So that was 2015 up until, um, now I guess I'm still running it. And 2017 is when my friend was re-diagnosed with cancer and given the one year prognosis. And that's when I dropped out of college and started one list, one life. So since 2017, I've been running one list, one life. And since 2015, I've been running, um, the other organization, which people get confused because they're kind of similar and they both involve me, but two completely different organizations. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess, um, what, like three, three years, two and a half years of doing one, this one life. 
and that's and that's just crazy what you've been able to accomplish. Even and it's funny because you 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 talk about these stories and they're just amazing and crazy and fun. And you're affecting a few people, but you're really affecting everybody who has a chance to listen, watch, or or get involved. So you're really affecting hundreds of thousands of people. And I mean, that first video you said it was like millions. It's crazy to be able to affect that many people in such a really great way, um, without you know, without having to do anything that you're not passionate. You can just go out and do what you feel is the right thing to do, and you can just I'm doing it, and I'm gonna affect lots of people, and that's just amazing. Yeah. Where do you see all this? And this is this is your mini commercial break right here for yourself. Um, <laughs> sure. Where do you see yourself with all these things in the next couple of years? What do you want to see really kind of happen? And, and, and how is that looking for you? My ideal situation, my ideal dream with One This One Life, I it's weird because people ask me like – I get so many people telling me how amazing I am and I, I've never really felt that way and so it's really weird. And so like I've been thinking a lot about like why One This One Life is so important to me and um, at first I thought it was because it was a selfish reason of like I, I, I like that attention but I realized that as a nerd, as someone who is introverted and as someone who spends a lot of time like with myself and like thinking in my own head, I really like this because I feel like I finally get the opportunity to say things that are important to me. And, and that's super selfish. And I think that it's weird because that motivation is, is way more um, than like my motivation to help other people. It's just that I don't know, something about the, those two motivations just feel good. Um, but all that is to say, I really want to get to a point where um, One List One Life as, I guess, like a movement is kind of goes beyond the fact that, you know, it's it, people are so, so kind to me and say these really incredible things to me. But what I'm trying to tell them is that they can be a part of it. They can, on the very basic level, they can watch the videos and they can enjoy it and they can share it. If they want to get more involved, they can donate, they can buy a t-shirt and wear it out in public. But like the, really the thing that I want people to realize is that of all the credit I get, I'm still just a nerd. I'm still introverted. Like I'm not that special. They can do it too. And you know, when I say, Hey guys, email me, we're going to visit a children's hospital. I want to get to a point where people take that seriously and, and they, they realize that they have the opportunity to be a part of this. And I don't know if that makes sense. And it's something that I've never really gone this deep on a podcast, but it's something I've been thinking a lot recently. I really want people to, to be a part of this journey, not because we're helping cancer patients. Cause honestly, that's something that's easy to get behind. And in a way it's almost kind of selfish to share because it's so it, it's, it's like clickbaity in a way. It's like, Hey, look at me. I'm helping a cancer patient. That's easy. So many people do that, but why don't we like make it our mission to help people? And why don't we, you know, take a look at the small things in our lives and figure out that I hate talking to people. I, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable for me to socialize, but Maybe if I hold that door open or maybe if I smile or whatever it might be, like that can magnify and that can make a huge difference. And um, that's kind of my main goal. That's what I would love for people to do. And I think that right now, the biggest thing is for people to just, um, I guess, realize that because a lot of people um, like yourself, you know, they, they say, oh, it's like make a wish, but I don't think make a wish, they, they don't have the video aspect and they don't have... They don't really talk a lot about why they're helping these people. And I think that's more impactful than just helping them. 
And I don't know if that's a wrong opinion, but that's what I've been thinking. And, and, um, yeah. And I think that's like the best articulation <laughs> of, of what my dream is. And that's, that's an impressive dream. I could almost see like you having like these mini communities all over the world of, of groups of people just like you going in and doing what you guys are doing and say, Hey, we're part of the, you know, one list, one life network. And we're doing these things local, just like they are. And we've got our own little crowdfund service going, and we're doing these great things to help people in our community, whether they're underprivileged or cancer patients or whatever. And you kind of are building this group of networks of people who are doing the exact same thing as you under your umbrella, if you will. And they're, yeah, they're that would be awesome. showing these videos just like you are of here's what we're doing out here in Texas and here's what we're doing out here in Louisiana and, you know, in local communities like that, that would be a really powerful move for what you are already doing. Um, You just need to get that momentum. And I'm hoping that your, your big bang comeback um, will do that (laughs) and really get you kind of the, the audience revved up again for what you're doing now. Slightly, if you will, slightly smaller scale, but in a bigger way, I guess you would almost say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but let us know because what I want to, what I want us to do, and Ernie, I think can get behind this, is I want to use this episode of you kind of giving a, us the full experience of what you are and what you're doing here. We want to time it right, so we're going to launch this right before you come back to kind of give you that extra boost. Okay. So that you get yeah. us, you get you. We got a network of people saying, "Hey, this is what you guys should be looking at. This is what you guys should be doing." And this is where where the future of giving and, and caring about others is really going to be. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, that's a powerful thing. Absolutely. I yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we were behind you one hundred and fifty percent, and I can't even. <laughs> Thank you. I can't even. I just I can't. It's amazing, <laughs> uh, Ernie. All all I can say is 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 keep this going, and we're going to hear a lot more from Dylan Hill and his organization. Um, a lot more, I'm hoping, and, and making sure that One List, One Life gets all the followers it needs to make this everybody's dreams come true and really help others. But until that point, Ernie, if you would. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. Have a great day. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.